Good evening, everyone. This is Charlene, and today is Sunday, January 12th. Yes. Um, as I've mentioned several times, Sundays are usually not good for me. Um, my husband typically starts off the morning normally, um, calls me, says he's says he loves me, I'm his everything, blah, blah, blah. Um, oftentimes he says he has no plans to do anything. And then in the mid to late afternoon, things start to fall apart. He'll start to ignore me, um, start to randomly send me mean text messages. And this is what is often called stonewalling or the silent treatment when people talk about narcissistic abuse. Um, and so I'm not 100, of course, I can't be 100% sure why my husband does this. Um, I kind of think that it could be related to splitting that is oftentimes mentioned when it comes to borderline personality disorder behaviors um, or, I guess, cognitive patterns. Um, and splitting is basically, you know, like black and white, like all good, all bad. And it's a faulty or unhealthy, ineffective, maladaptive coping mechanism. But, um, you know, if my husband wants to do something that he thinks I might not like or see as something positive, for example, getting drunk, especially considering the fact that he has not, he has admitted to me whether or not he was being sincere, he has told me that he cannot control himself when he's drinking. And so since he probably knows that I don't think he behaves appropriately when drinking, I'm not going to be happy if he says he's drinking. And so he doesn't want to tell. And that part of this could actually be, and this is just totally me hypothesizing based on what I know about him and human psychology and our relationship dynamics. Um, I'm not a psychologist nor a psychiatrist or anything like that. Um, I do love psychology though and I've done a lot of my own research. So anyway, um, I know that his father was an alcoholic and he died due to a stomach ulcer, which I believe was either caused or exacerbated by his drinking problem. Um, I, it sounds like he was a good guy um, who was liked in the community, which, you know, is kind of what my husband is like. I mean, unless you get into a serious relationship with him, it's hard to tell that he has this dark, evil side to him. Um, so that he may have some shame related to that because he may deep down recognize 
the maladaptive behavior patterns that his father had in himself and not want to and not want to recognize it. And so he tells himself, you know, this isn't bad, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's Charlene's fault. She's being too hard on me. She's making me she's stressing me out. Um, she wants me to be perfect. And he's like he's like, Well, I'm not perfect, so just fuck it, you know? Um and he has to look for a reason to be mad at me. And he'll try to find reasons or ways to kind of push my buttons in the hopes of getting under my skin and getting me to start a fight so that he can blame it on me. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, I talked to him about an hour ago and he was in bed with his mom. They share a bed. Um, watching TV and he said he was going to go get dinner in a little bit and come back home. You know, he says this almost every weekend and then ends up going out. So, but then of course, you know, if I do that, he's like, you never told me you were going to, you had plans. But his plans always pop up at the last second. Nice. <laughs> anyway, so if any of you all listened to my podcast from last night or very early this morning, things were not going well. And I was like, you know what? I'm yet again. Is this over? And I was at a dance event with my dance team, or the dance team that I'm on. It's an all-female dance team, just five of us. And I think it's a really great group of girls, and that's why I'm on the team, for the most part. Um, And he acted all happy about it, supportive, said, have a great night. He texted, he sent me a video of his, or pictures, and a video of his friends dancing and people that I had met, you know, we exchanged salutations, <laughs> greetings. Um, and then I had texted my husband and called him, um, around a little before 11 o'clock PM, my time, which is 1 AM his time. And I, he didn't check his phone. He didn't respond until 1.15 a.m. my time, which is 3.15 a.m. his time. He called me. I missed the call. I was at a dance event. It was loud. I may not have had my purse on me, but I called him back within five minutes, and he hung up. Oh, actually, how long did he even wait before he started sending me text messages? I think they started coming in right away. Um, You're with somebody else. Just just hurtful things for absolutely no reason. Like they just came completely out of the nothingness. And then I called him five minutes after this started and he hung up on me and then rejected my call. Like, I don't want to talk to you. And like, just all these hurtful things. Um, but this was, I want to say the first time that I wasn't emotionally affected. 
like I didn't feel sad. I didn't feel like I was going to freak out. And I was like, this is just so stupid. I know I didn't do anything. And I know that a lot of other guys who look much better on paper and would treat me much better would love to be in a relationship with me. Like, you know, I, I've got my issues for sure. But so does everybody. Mine might be a little bit more severe than others. But if I were just wanting to settle with somebody, I could settle for a lot better, you know? Um, and so I was just like, what? This is so stupid. And I woke up this morning, and the first thing that I saw was a message from him, and he was like, I'm sorry about last night. I love you. And that was one of the first times in our two and a half year relationship that he apologized to me without me having to ask him to apologize or even say, I mean, I, I was very straightforward. I said, everything was fine. I called you and I sent screenshots. I called you at 11 o'clock. I texted you at 11 o'clock. I didn't hear from you again for about two and a half hours. And at that point, when I missed your call, you immediately started sending me insulting messages and ignored my phone call five minutes later. Um, I don't know if I said this is not okay or I don't know exactly what I said, but it was just very short, sweet, to the point, not emotional. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but yeah, so he apologized and we talked. I'm just, I'm not feeling super crazy about the relationship. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do, of course. <laughs> surprise, surprise. But I'm just doing me. I'm not thinking of myself as a married person. I'm... That being said, I'm not planning on, you know, going and pouring myself out. <laughs> but I'm not investing anymore into something, into somebody who doesn't care about me or who only cares about me when it's convenient for him. And so I signed up for counseling with the therapist whom he and I worked with. Um, he didn't do that much work, but <laughs> whom I worked with a year, and a, uh, a year ago when we had initially broken up for a short period of time. Um, and then I stopped the counseling and we got back together. So I'm getting, I already paid for the counseling for a month and I want to continue the counseling after that. Um, and I have also checked into the group coaching that I was also doing when I broke up with him before. So I think this will be really good for me to kind of clear my head and get back into a good place mentally and emotionally. Hello, everyone. This is Charlene. And I just wanted to let you know about this amazing app called Anchor, where you can record and edit your very own podcasts. Um, I have absolutely no experience podcasting, 
And this app has made it so easy to finally start making this dream of mine come true. Um, I highly recommend it. You can easily edit all of your audios. Um, You can add background images and music. So I highly, highly recommend this app. Um, Just go to the App Store and download Anchor to get started. Okay, so I recorded the previous part of this episode when I was on my way to dance practice um, a little over two hours ago, or about two hours ago. Um, Everything was fine between my husband and I, me and my husband, my husband and me. (laughs) Um, And during practice, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. Just thinking to myself, this is so nice. This is the first Sunday in I don't know how long when I'm at practice and I wasn't crying right before and I don't feel heartbroken because my husband wasn't ignoring me and being mean to me. I was super, super happy. I thought maybe it was going to happen later. I thought he was going to possibly start drinking and then it would start, but um, I was still grateful that it had not yet started and that I was able to go to practice and be present, you know? Um, so anyway, at seven, we ended a little early. We were supposed to go until 7.30. No, we were supposed to go until seven o'clock. And we ended a few minutes prior to that. And right as we were kind of like saying goodbye and packing up, my husband called me. And then I realized that like the, our coach wanted to leave. And so she was going to lock up. And so I frantically kind of got my stuff together and I was trying to pay her um, the monthly dues. And so I told my husband, hold on a second, let me get my stuff together and find my keys. And then I wanted to transfer the money to our coach really quickly before I forget. And I don't know if he heard that. Anyway, (laughs) I found my keys and I got in the car and I asked him like if he had heard of this new song that we were possibly gonna be learning a choreography to. And he did not say anything. And he was like, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going home. Um, and then, I don't remember. I think I said, let me, I'm just trying to find my keys. And he's like, where are you going? And he's like, I asked you a question, answer me. I was like, okay, I asked you a question too, and I don't know if you answered me or not. And he was like, what was your question? I just asked if you knew of this song. And he's like, I don't know, there are a lot of songs that sound like that. I don't know. I like, okay. Um, and then he asks me again, like, where are you going? And he's like, why, why, why are you turning off the camera? And I was like, because I'm, like I told you, I'm trying to get my stuff. Um... And I was like, my blood pressure was high earlier. Um, I haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> like, I don't even have any makeup on. I'm like, why are you arguing with me? Actually, right before I left, like, 
the last time we talked, he was like, oh, that's a pretty shirt. It looks really nice on you. It was just like a cam, it was like a camisole. But yeah, so he hung up on me and was like, do whatever you want. That's what you always do. And I was like, why? I don't, I'm confused. Has something changed since you apologized to me this morning? And of course, he totally blows past that question and just says, you were out last night until six in the morning. You do that every weekend. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, first of all, you knew I performed in San Antonio, which is over two hours away from my house. And everything was fine when you knew that. He's like, you were just out having fun with your friends. I'm like, you were out having fun with your friends too. And it's just, He's like, no, I wasn't. I was watching the game, and I just saw them briefly, and then I went home, like I told you. But you were out dancing, and, like, I didn't know that you weren't doing the same. You didn't even tell me what you were doing. All I knew is that you were with those people that we were dancing with a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. Now I'm getting worked up. That's weird. I was so funny. Not that <laughs> But, um, and so I don't know. It's just ridiculous. I don't feel that normal, like, depressed, hopeless, heartbroken feeling that I normally do when he does this to me. Um, anyway, then I got all frantic, and I couldn't find the case for my earbuds because I had put my earbuds in to talk to him. And that this would have been like the third pair that I lose or break due to arguing with him. And so I was in the parking lot looking around for the, the stupid case for like 30 minutes. And our coach was like on her way back to open up the studio. And then I finally found them. <laughs> anyway. My husband's still being an asshole. I I don't know if I'm not feeling as emotional because of the increase in the dosage of my antidepressants. Um, I started taking Pristique 50 milligrams, which is the typical starting dose. Um, and to, according to the studies, it's the only proven effective dose. Although I believe that you can go up to 200 milligrams. Like they prescribe up to 200 milligrams a day. Um, but so yeah, I went on that a year ago when my husband and I were breaking up the first time. And then after my husband cheated on me in November, it's now the beginning of January, so it's been like two months. Um, I went, I, I scheduled an appointment with my psychiatrist um, and said that I had just been feeling really depressed lately. And so they increased my dosage on the plastique and just told me to monitor my blood pressure. And um, then I kind of started to feel a little bit better and I wasn't planning on increasing the dosage to 100 milligrams just because according to the studies, it, there didn't seem to be 
an improvement going from 50 to 100. Um, but then, you know, there was the likelihood of more side effects or the side effects being increased or intensified. And so I was kind of worried that my sex drive would go away or my ability to orgasm. Sorry if that's too much information, but that's kind of what happened on every other antidepressant that I've tried. Um, Prozac, Lexapro, and Lexapro just turned me into a zombie. All I wanted to do was sleep, lay down. It was like a tranquilizer. And Clonopin has not even been like that. So that it was crazy, it was so horrible. Wouldn't matter how much caffeine I, I had had, um, even taking my stimulant medication, I still like, I, I just rem I remember my bed. I That's what I remember from that year is like, just, I just wanna lay down here and do nothing. Um, but then I also lost the ability to reach orgasm. And that was pretty much the case with all of the SSRIs that I had tried, um, which were many. I'm not sure if maybe the 100 milligrams is helping, and that's why I'm not kind of reaching those low depressive states. Um, not to say that I don't get sad, but I haven't even taken my full dosage of Adderall today. I was very energized at practice, despite not sleeping very well last night and not falling asleep until almost 8 a.m. So, yeah, um, or maybe it's due to some of the therapy and self-help that I've been doing. So I hope this is encouraging to you all. Anybody who is in a toxic relationship or just struggling with, you know, anxiety or mood disorders in any way. I hope this has been helpful for you all. If you have any questions or comments or if there's any way that I can help you, um, if you have any requests, please, please, please let me know. That's what I'm here for. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Bye.